In Habakkuk 2 verse 14, the prophet by the Holy Spirit gave prophecies that are very relevant to the times we live in today. The evils and darkness covering the earth makes it seem like there is no hope but actually there is hope. Where lies hope? Hope lies in the knowledge of the glory of God which is the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Things are bound to change when Jesus is revealed and known by many. Through the platform of Pluru, God's servant Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna reveals Jesus in his teachings. Be blessed as you listen to this series, Understanding the Finished Work of Christ. So we have been on, uh, for a while, Je uh, Jesus came to give us a spirit of adoption. We have been studying the things that Jesus do, amen, the works that Jesus came to do, which he accomplished, amen, and we are on uh, Jesus came to give us a spirit of adoption, and uh, we understood that three things the spirit of adoption came to do for us, and one of them is uh, to teach us our responsibilities in Christ, which we have been studying for a while, Amen. And um, I, I believe in responsibility-based Christianity. One of the challenges we have in the Christian world today is the high-level irresponsibility. High-level irresponsibility. Amen to Jesus. Amen. And uh, that's been one of our greatest challenges in the Church of Jesus today. And uh, we can become more responsible. And we will become more responsible is to be more responsive to the grace of God. How we together? I'm saying that uh, about uh, um, two uh, verse. Then we say the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. We will become more responsive to the grace of God. We become more responsible. On our own, we cannot be responsible. I we say that the Christian life is a, is impossible without the grace of God. You don't try to be a good Christian. You don't try to be holy. You don't try to serve God. You don't try to be responsible. You have to absolutely depend on the grace of God. We have to be absolutely responsive to the grace of God. The more we open ourselves to the grace of God, the more we be responsive to the grace of God, the more we be the Christian life without any support or any praise God for the more. Hallelujah to Jesus. Yeah, um, so we we need more responsible Christianity. Um, in these times where the Christian faith is seriously hit by the Devil, the devil is attacking us, the church. And uh, we don't know there is an attack of us. Actually, we are the ones meant to be at the attack of the attack. But now, the reverse of the case, we are the ones being attacked. Uh, are we together? And we don't know. Uh, but if we realize this, we become more responsible as Christians. Praise the Lord, the Lord. Sometimes I ask some questions, I ask, there are some other, maybe some word, um, denominations in the Christian faith. That in quotes, they don't do what some of the Pentecostals do. Um, the, the seeker sensitivity is actually in the Pentecostals, the major praise God for the Lord, is among the Pentecostals. And there are some other denominations that they are not seeker sensitive like the Pentecostals. But you see, they are doing well. They are doing well. We, we fight a lot of demons, we cast a lot of devils, we fight a lot of battles, yet it looks like our battles never end. Uh, we have what we call never ending battles. And the reason why we are having never ending battles is because we are having never, we never want to renew our mind. Amen. And we never want to know our rights in Christ. We never want to become responsible. So our end battles will never end. The moment we start taking responsibility to renew our mind, to exercise our authority in Christ, our 
Most of the things we are calling battles, we have not been battles. Are we together? Praise God forevermore. And so it's all that because that's how this challenge a lot. We pray the most. We 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 do a lot of activity the most. But yet it looks like we are the ones that are still fighting the battles the most. It boils down to our being responsible as Christians. You see, if we are responsible, our response to the grace of God, there are many battles that we not even come close to us. Why? Because Bible says, when a man's way pleases the Lord, he makes his enemies to be what? At peace with him. There is a level of spiritual responsibility you are taking that the devil tells some of his agents, he tells his, uh, his demon spirit, and that one don't go near his side. And because that thing will not work there. And there are people to work there, to work for, but this one it will not work. When some, uh, some fraudsters came to church, you know, they thought that they had met some small young, young, young boys. Who, young couple who didn't know what they were, they were to do with their money, so they came to rent this kind of facility to do ministry. So they started with their different drama. They looked dirty and tattered. Actually, they were even people from my country. They went to look dirty and tattered, and they were, you know, um, talking stories that they won't join here and there. You know, we always welcome you. We'll tell you the truth. We'll show you love. What I owe you is love. Are we together? But the anything after love, the Bible says, Oh, what and what and it says, Do not be to be about to be at peace with all men. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. And what I owe you, my fellow brothers, to be at peace with him. What I owe my sisters to be at peace with her. What I owe you is the love of God. Anything outside the love of God, my brother, is not a debt I owe you. Are you getting me? Yes. And so you have to look for how to get it from somewhere else. And they said on the story, they said, Not solution. They thought they had caught some moves. We sat down to tell them stories, what people had come away and they had done what they are trying to do, but they thought they were smarter. Only one service they attended. But the next time they had to run, even the devil to do that send them, told them this ones you don't go near them. Are you know what I'm saying? It because of a responsible Christian man and being responsive to the grace of God. One thing I know is that God has provided all. Everything we need, He has provided it. And we gain access to the provisions by being more responsive to His grace and being more responsible. Are we together? So we understood that we are to bear one another's body and we are to bear our own bodies. And then our own individual bodies are to carry your cross to prove your own work and to work out your own salvation. You don't to carry your cross, you don't to prove your own work. And so today we are going to be looking at working out your own salvation. Now these are things that nobody can do for you and I. We have to do it as individuals for ourselves. Are you getting what I'm saying? If, if you leave Christians today, they will want their pastors to carry their individual burdens for them. But there's what your pastor can bear for you. There's what he cannot bear for you. Are we together? You have yours to bear. No matter how much we love you, we will tell you the truth. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh, most of the times we try to or show the good love to Christians and we don't tell them some blatant truth. Speaking the truth in love does not mean hiding the truth. Yes. Are you know what I'm saying? Speaking the truth in love means speaking the truth in love. <laughs> you still have to speak it. <laughs> Are you know what I'm saying? It means speaking the truth without the judgmental spirit. But it doesn't mean hiding the truth. We're not going to hide the truth from you. We're saying the truth. 
there are things, there are responsibilities you have. You have your own body as an individual Christian. I can't carry it for you. You have to carry it for yourself. The best I can do for you is to carry the body that God says I should carry for you. And how do I do that? First, I do prayers. I bear your bodies for you. Prayers. I can pray. I can pray with me. I get what I'm saying. But your own, my brother, my sister, you carry it. It's your own. When it comes to carrying your own body, or you becomes the acronym. You are all your own. You have to know how to be on your own with the Lord. One of the problems most Christians have is that they don't like to be alone with the Lord. They always want to be in the crowd. I was once like that. I was a people's person on campus. I when I when I when I I, I always had a closest friend from at least my primary school. I always had a closest friend. I, I remember the first one um, was a baby guy in my primary school. The second one was a baby guy. You understand know saying? Then in the university was a baby guy. When I graduated, when I sorry, in the secondary school, sorry, it was a Bene guy. When I finished secondary school, it was an Asian guy. Then when I entered the university, it was a Yoruba guy. But you know the funny thing? Your best friend has another best friend. <laughs> the only best friend that is the only best friend is Jesus. So all of the time, I always notice that when I always try to get close to this two called best friend, they were always close to somebody else. I hear what I'm saying. The first uh, seemingly best friend I said I had in primary school, he was the most intelligent guy in our class then. I can't forget his name. It was light complexion. Actually, he did all the transfer from my five and left me. <laughs> and I had to wait for my sister. I hear what I'm saying. Now, even if I watched our best friend today, he left me life. Are you kidding me? No matter how much you call people your best friend, you must learn to be alone with the Lord or your own with God. Was meant to bear your own bodies. Nobody will do for you what you are meant to do for yourself. I hear what I'm saying. So that's why the Christians have to realize this. We come together to sharpen one another. But after we sharpen one another, we must learn to be on our own with the Lord. Because the truth is that if I am not with the Lord, I can sharpen you. Are we together? Yes. If I don't have a relationship with the Lord, I will dull you. I will get you dull. And that's why I see some of that when Christians come to me corporate services, instead of getting themselves shut, they are dulling themselves. Gossip. But I think I was talking with somebody and he was like, this thing that we're doing, Catherine and I said, that Jesus is not telling us to do this. So. And, and I said, no. The Bible says, I said, no, the assembly of brethren says, I am sharpness, I am. So the commands of God are sharpness. And I said, all we need to do is to come and sharpen one another. And then we say, yes, and then go. Not gossip and everything that. We've understood over the years that instead of sharpening ourselves, we are actually getting ourselves tall. Gossiping, backbiting, and the likes. But we are meant to come and they tell you about pastor. It is church. Church is meant for sinners. Yes, it's meant for um, the sick. Jesus did not come for those who are men. But when the sick come to us, I didn't expect them to get well. Yes. Eh? If they don't get well after a while, what does the doctor do? The doctor will tell the family, I better take your loved one home. <laughs> In as much as we want them to stay for a while, so we make money, is that not so? Especially those who are into business, medical business. We want them to stay for a while so we make money. But if they stay more than a while, if we tarnish our image as a hospital, is that not so? So they say, okay. Especially when they know that they have more money can and there's nothing, they say, please take your love one more and just leave it for God. And then they give the person number of months or number of days he has to leave. Is that not so? Yes. Why? Because they know that the purpose of coming to the hospital 
is to get well. So we always take this thing out of context. The church is in hospital. Abba, I don't understand what you are saying. Do you mean that people come to the hospital so they remain sick? If they are coming to the hospital to remain sick, that means there's something wrong with that hospital. If it's not a church, it has become a mortuary. Are you getting me? And reputable hospitals, if they know that they cannot handle the matter, they refer. And if they, they refer, when they refer to a hospital, the hospital says cannot handle the matter. When they do what they can, they send the relative, they tell you to take your loved one home. But the church is the only hospital that when you come, you, everything can, you can be well. With God, all things are possible. No matter the spiritual sickness you are, when you come to the church of Jesus, your, your healing is guaranteed. But when you come, you have to be there to be healed. So it is nothing to say the church is a hospital. It's another thing for us to say the purpose of the hospital. The purpose of the hospital is to what? To treat and to want to heal. So when people come, let's not someone that will come to church for 20 years. Okay, for three years. And every day you tell the same person the church is the hospital. Come as you are. The person was messed up the same way he was messed up when he came. It's the same way it is three years after my brother. There's something wrong with the hospital. The hospital you are running, there's something wrong. The hospital is no longer a hospital. Check it out. If he came three years ago and was totally messed up, as he's coming, he should be getting better. Let's see improvement. But no improvement, it means that you are not administering the right medication. Actually, what you are giving to him is causing his health to tolerate. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And I don't see most of the times in the church. And we don't know. Because if we are actually administering the right medication, you know what's supposed to be happening? Saints that are equipped for the work of the ministry. So I give to them apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. If we are actually administering the right medication, we are to be having saints that have been equipped for the work of the ministry. Actually, these people will go to the marketplace. We go to the field and take Jesus there. They go to the field and they manifest the power of God. Now, we're talking about people that will and will function in the prophetic, in the word of knowledge, in the healing gift. They don't need to work from saints. I don't know why we just believe that for you to function in gifts, you must hold a microphone. Is it microphone that releases a mighty? Can you hear what is it microphone that is anointing? For you to preach, you must hold microphone. Is it microphone that is and then there's something wrong somewhere? If it's only the microphone that activates the anointing. Remember, I was preparing for a meeting. I was preparing, I met a lady. She was a member of the um, parish my father uh, was a uh, pastor. And I met her, and she met me on the road. I was looking at her because I was running around for the meeting. And she said, uh, Really uh, telling me her ordeal she was going through. She was actually attending the church, but she was telling me what she was going through. And after telling me what she was going through, I held her hand. On the road, it was at the junction of a road, I held her hand. As we prayed for a bit, I was doing the whole around for the meeting. You know, those days, we be the one to do the logistics. We can arrange the sound, arrange everything, arrange the chairs. Then we'll now see pressure of our common bridge. We have done ministry, even God knows we have tried. Or we are still doing. That's why when you looked at it, that the devil here wanted to give me that answer again. Okay, nobody said no. I give you a very good way to have to be doing that. So I thank you for that. Alright. Now I held her hand. As I held her hand, I just began to pray for her. 
And I told her, I asked her question, she said, electricity by saying yes to that is what then they use as a basis to implant this thing in you. Now the power of God is coming upon me now. As I was talking to her, holding her hand on the road, on the junction, there was a gutter by our side there, where the junction where cars can easily pass by. The lady was hit by the power, she was falling, and that one from the road, don't enter gutter. So the power of God is saying, this thing happens every year. Everywhere. Are you going to say? We don't need microphone for the power of God to move. We don't need microphone for people to get healed. You can get healed anytime. But anyway, that's the kind of sense that the church, the ministry gives us supposed to be raising. Are you going to say? That's the kind of thing that we show that our hospital, this hospital of Jesus, is working. Are you going to say? The proof that the hospital of Jesus is treating people healed is not that we're having more cars, more houses. More businesses, more money. No, that's not the proof. No. The proof that the hospital of Jesus is treating people and they're getting healed is that people are going to the marketplace and destroying the works of the devil mm. and destroying the operations of the devil and and healing the sick. Bible says how God anointed Jesus with holy and power, and he went about healing those who were oppressed with devil, and God was with him. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. He that will go out doing good work. We're going to the business place, we're going to the marketplace, we're going to everywhere and we making things for Jesus. That's the proof. I know the truth. When we make this thing happen, it's only normal for those other things to come. But those other things are not the proof. But we are focused on those other things to prove. And that's the all of our own doing as a church with the friend of all. And that's why we must come back to the basics and was getting done rightly. That's why we are seeking for responsible. Christians. Yesterday I was talking with somebody, and as I was talking, you know, the level of revelation and knowledge that I was given, I was quoting scriptures. And she, when I quote the scripture, she will confirm the scriptures, and I will interpret the scriptures. I talked and talked to a point that her husband came out of the gate. <laughs> I said, good afternoon, Sainkev, quality what? She said that once more. I said, what well, have you said? It was later understood why the man came. He had white beards. He was not a small boy. It was later understood why he came out. Because he was hearing some knowledge that <laughs> this one is not. Who is this person that is talking? He had to come out and see. And I believe he would have been shocked. Because I was on a shot and I was on a t shirt and a sandal. He would have been shocked. You don't suit to release the revelation of God's word. You don't need suit to release power. Remember somebody called me once and she said they were disturbing her in her office. Her boss was troubling her, tormenting her. He would not allow her to get promoted. It was just a pain in her neck. And she called me by 10 o'clock there about it. I was on my bed, about to sleep. I said, okay. I passed a decree on my bed, on my pajamas, about to sleep. The next I got from her as a testimony was that the man was transferred. I didn't have to stand up and jump. Neither did I have to wear suits for the power of God to come. I don't understand what I'm saying here. Yes. But, yeah. I was talking with somebody once and I was teaching, 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 expanding God's word, and the person said, Why are you Christians? Why do you like to force people to get become Christians? I said, Who's forcing you? The revelation of God was too heavy for me. What was too heavy? He said, Well, I'm not forcing just like the one was going to Paul. He said, He said, He said, 
uh, in the dark of the dark Agrippa. It's Agrippa. It's important. You want to combat me. You want to combat me to become a Christian. Because when there's an overflow of revelation, the people begin to get trained. That force in them begins to repair. So you want to combat me to be a Christian. And people say, too much beginners be too bad. That was what he said to excuse himself from Christianity. But if he had not listened to Paul, would have been thrown off. I am not saying. This is what we are talking about. Says that you know God, says that have a relationship with God. So that when they go to the marketplace, they can reveal Christ. And this comes when we work out our own salvation. I know what I'm saying. Yes. All this for pastor feed me, pastor give me, it is good. But my brother, there is more that comes with your own working out. When it's a personal relation you have from God, I tell you, no devil can take it up. I will get up. Alright, Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 says, Wherefore, my brethren, as he have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Work out your own, not my own, your own, not your brother's own, your own salvation with fear and trembling. Holy Spirit, grant us revelation into your word in the name of Jesus. Now, the above scripture has been misunderstood by a lot of people in the two divides of the church. Now, without like it or not, the church has two divides now. I get me. And now we have the divide of um, the, the, let me call it like this, the grace preachers and the works preachers. Now, why do I mean the grace preachers and the works preachers? Now, this divide was made by men. Are we together? Because Jesus never divided his church. Yeah. But men divided. Even Paul said he did not divide. Men are the one who divided. Aha. Praise God for the Lord. Now, why some now I'm not saying all of the grace preachers and some. And some of the grace preachers totally exclude work. Totally exclude work from the picture from the from the Christian life. Are you know what I'm saying? Then some of the work preachers totally include work and exclude in quote grace from salvation. I am from the Christian life. I get what I'm saying. So now you see some of the grace which I just was saying by precision, by religion, by grace, by grace. There's not Jesus and done everything. There's nothing to be done. Nothing to be done again. In the finished work of Christ, nothing to be done again. I get what I'm saying. Why some of the works preachers won't come to salvation? You have to live holy. You have to try. So some of the grace preachers totally exclude works, and some of the works preachers totally exclude what grace. And this is a problem. This is a problem. This is a problem. And if you bring up scriptures for either of the divides, they always have a problem. They always have a problem. They always interpret it from their uh, extreme point of view. And that's caused a lot of problem for the church. Sometimes when I go online. I see what of people, the way they talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. You know, they talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. Some of the grace preachers that have extremes. And those some of the worst preachers that also have extremes. See the way they talk, talk and sometimes you're like, where is the middle point? Because Jesus did not come to divide us. He brought he brought as one whole. It's his body. He says, Can the eye sit in the hand? Uh, I'm not in hand, so I'm not in there. And you get what I'm saying? They don't fight each other. Alright, 
Now, so what's the right thing precisely? Now, before we get the answer to this, let us lay a foundation. Um, the foundation is this. There is no dispute to the truth that we are saved by grace. True faith. Are we together? Yes. This makes salvation God's gift of grace by grace. That is not, it cannot be disputed. Any, anybody that disputes that is from the pit of hell. Are you getting what I'm saying? chapter 2, verse 5, C and 8 says, By grace are you saved. says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. So these truths cannot be disputed. We're saved by grace. We're saved by grace. The word saved is past tense, that means it is already done. Are you getting me? It's not what is going to be done. The salvation that God procured for us is a finished salvation. It is done. Nothing can remove from it. Nothing can add to it. It is totally settled. It's totally done. Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. Now, it's also important we know that Philippians 2, verse 12, which we quoted, um, work out for salvation with fear and trembling. Huh? Is it possible without, with, without Philippians 2, verse 13? Now, in fact, Philippians 2, verse 13 gave rise to Philippians 2, verse 12. And it actually empowers it. Are we together? First, yes. without God working in us, by and through His grace, we cannot work out our own salvation. We came by grace. Are we together? All of Philippians 2, verse 13 says, says, For it is God which worketh in you, both to do and to both to do, both to will and to do of His great pleasure. Now, watch this very well. Our salvation is past tense. It has already been settled. It has already been done once and for all by Christ and in Christ. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's a dumb deal. Are you getting me? Yes. When it comes to salvation, we're talking about that says he has transcended us from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son. That means the movement from hell to heaven. The movement from the devil to Christ. Are you getting what I'm saying? Is what salvation entails. That is when we get born again, we are no longer in hell. Before we got born again, we're in hell. Whether you are not yet spiritually in hell, I'm sorry, not whether you are alive or you are dead. Before we got born again, we're in hell. Are you getting me? Yes. When we got born again, we're translated, when we move from hell and we're taken to heaven. So now, when we get born again, we are not trying to heaven, go to heaven. We are already what? In heaven. Are you getting me? Yes. That is what salvation entails. Are we together? Now, is it done deal? Is it finished work? God has done that for us. He has eternally secured that for us. But now, He's still working in us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. He's still working in us. That's what I'm saying. For it is God. Which worketh in you, both to will and to do his good pleasure. Now, if you say we have been saved already, we are eternally secure. It is we are saved, for by grace are we saved. Past tense, already done. That means from eternity point of view, you are already saved, you're already in heaven. If it is a don't do, that means God doesn't need to do anything else again. After all, we are saved. Is that also? But the Bible goes further to tell us, for it is God who walketh in us. I'm happy that I'm not reading my words by reading scriptures. This makes us understand that 
We have been saved, but God needs to work in us. And when one of them working in us, he's working in our, in our soul, in our soul man. But it's a little comfort to this one, but we transform at the wind of the mind. Don't we get born again as spirit gets born again as spirit is already what? As spirit is already in heaven, though we are still on earth. It's still in our body on earth. But it's already in heaven. Are you getting it? Yeah. It's already saved. But now our soul needs to be aligned to our spirit. Why? Because when we die, when this body dies, when we put when we put on immortality and drop mortality, what happens is that this body goes down to the earth, but the soul goes with the spirit. Are you getting it? Now, why is so now the spirit is perfect? The soul is growing in perfection. The body never gets perfect. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because it has become mortal. Adam was a perfect man. His body was perfect. Are you getting it? But when Adam fell, he, he, he became an imperfect mortal. Are you getting it? We have that imperfect mortality. That's why it goes to the end. From the earth you take and to the earth you return. But now our soul was what God broke into Adam. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it's still, even when Adam died, are you getting what I'm saying? Adam, when Adam died, his spirit man died. Are you getting what I'm saying? But the soul man happens to be the middle man between the spirit and the body. And that soul man still has to keep operating. Are you getting it? So the soul became a corrupted soul. And so, when we got born again, our spirit man came alive. Now, the soul had to start going through what? A renewal process. That's why God says, God who works in you. Continuous work. Continuous work. That's why Christians who are not giving themselves to fellowship with the Lord, they are not enjoying the work. Yeah. It were better the moment you get born again, you just stand and go to heaven. That's the truth. Yeah. Because if you are still here, you have to allow God continuously work in you. Are you getting me? We have to allow God. And this work he's doing is not in our spirit, man. It's in our soul, man. Are you not saying? The work that God is doing as soul man, and how can we know that this work is going on? It is known by the renewal of our mind. And how do we renew our mind? By the word. So the more you go into the study of the world, you will know what God is working in you. For example, what God is working in you last year may not be what is working in you this year. But how do you know what is working in you if you don't go to the world? It is the word that reveals to you per time what God is working in you. It is the word that reveals to me per time what God is working in me. So if I'm not studying the world, if I'm not giving to the world, I will not know what God is working in me. When we spoke about don't speak, when we studied about uh, we should not speak evil about anybody. When we studied about it, we were not surprised. We were surprised. We are like, wow. Wow, wow. But you know, that was a work that God just did. Are you getting it? Yes. He was doing it actually, but we're not knowing. Until he studied the world, before we knew that this was a work he was doing. Some of the times, some of the challenges we are going through is because God is working a work in us. And we don't know the work is working. Yeah. Because we've got to encounter scriptures to unveil to us the work is working. 
But when we encounter scriptures, have you noticed that when you encounter a word, the scripture for something, it is just in place. Or things just get in place. Why? Because that thing God was actually working to you, but you have not seen the scripture to know that this one God is working. When the scriptures know that this one God is working, what happens? You discover that things will fall in place. This is the reason why we all understand that we are all work in progress. We are saved. We were saved by grace, eternally saved in our spirit man. But so long as we are on this earth, we are all work in progress. God is still working in us. And if we don't have that understanding that we are working in progress, we will make a mess of the great thing that God is doing in us. And that is the one reason why we don't judge ourselves. We don't condemn ourselves. We don't castigate ourselves. But we keep learning. If you understand your work in progress, the word of God will never be boring for you. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Because how do you know what God is working in you? How do you know? How do you know? How do you know? You see, we don't just take Bible because we want Bible knowledge. You know, we take the word of God because we need to know what God is working. <laughs> and the more we are conscious of the work that the Father is doing on the inside of us, the more we reveal God to the earth. The extent to which you are conscious of the workings of the Father in you is the extent to which you reveal the glory of God. Yes. <laughs> so he said, Christians are manifesting. That was says in Romans 1, if for the endless expectation of the creation, waiting for the manifestation of the Son of God. Why are we not manifesting? Because we don't know what the Father is working on the inside of us. We know what is happening in Russia and Ukraine, but we don't know what is happening inside of us. What's a mess? So correct in correct affairs, but they are very, 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 very prehistoric in what God is doing on the inside of them. Correct in correct affairs, but very, very backward in what God is doing inside of them. <laughs> you know the point? These are all the deceptions of the devil to make sure you don't be doing inside of you. Yeah. That's the way I'm supposed to stay are we together. But I think it's an important point we have to hit on. If we understand this, we will grow. We will grow. See, a Christian that is not growing is better you just ask the Lord to take you. And you know something? Because, like we said last week, imagine getting to heaven and your works are tried and they do not survive. He's tried by the continue fire himself and they do not survive. Then you ask yourself, so I got born again at the age of 20. I was a Christian till I was. 80 when I died. So 60 years. Is this what 60 years is? You begin to ask yourself, is it because then, then you begin 60 years now? You don't understand six years better. So is this what 60 years means? So 60 years was just this. That's the reason why we have to be conscious of his work in us. We have to be conscious. That's why we stay in the world. We stay in fellowship. Are we together? Yes. Alright. Now um And also, we need to know that without God working in us, by and through His grace, we cannot work out our own salvation. Are we together? Tell you, work out. You see, I grew up to know this verse 12, but I didn't know verse 13. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. 
to that person puts fear in us and we try to walk. That's where <laughs> try to you try to we try to fear. We try to walk out our salvation. But can you walk out something that was not worked out for you? See, in mathematics, when they are teaching you algebra, one of your teacher does person he gives you two examples at least. Then when he gives you two examples that he models it to, he gives you exercises. Go to New General Mathematics, that's how you do it. Go to, um, 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 what do you call it, Engineering Maths, that is how they do it. Every mathematical, I like mathematics because it helps us understand the operations of life very well. You are giving examples, Another example, you are shown, the example shows you how you can move on. And no matter the question you have, it will go around that example. If God is not working in us, what can we work out? No. I don't know what we're trying to work out. And I see a lot of hypocrisy in the church because people are working out what they don't even know. <laughs> okay, so what are you working out? My brother, I'm working out my salvation. Exactly what are you I'm working out? What about my salvation I'm working out? So what is God working on this side of you? You don't understand what working on that's a problem. And you know something? The salvation was affected by grace and it was sustained by sin. But it was extended by God's faith to us, received by us with our faith, and we did the work of confessing the Lordship of Jesus for us to get saved. Is that not so? Extended by grace? Sorry, it was extended by grace. It was, salvation was made and uh, uh, was affected by grace, extended by God's faith, we received by our faith, and we appropriated it by our confession. Are we together? In Romans 10, verse 10, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto what? Salvation. You see that? So there's a part for believing which has to do with God's faith and your faith. And then there's a part for confession. So your faith is a work on your own part. Our confession is also a work on our part. God's part is to what? Do the work of salvation. He didn't need us to do it. He only did it, he did it himself. Without, what Mark said, for God commanded his daughters, in the one the yes in Christ, that for example, so God did not need our approval. He did not need our permission. He didn't need us to save us. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He saved us without our, without our permission. <laughs> That's why some people don't want to get saved because they ask him, well, why did we save you without my permission? And you know what I'm saying? He saved us our permission. And you know what I'm saying? That's the work of grace. That's the beauty of grace. You know, some of us, we, we don't we want God to take permission from us. Before we, we let me see what, before we give our life to Christ. And we get it. But we don't want God to take permission from us before we receive material blessings. Mm. If you give your life to Christ, you want God to take permission from us. What is the permission most of us ask for? What are called? Some of us different things are the mission to ask for before give our life to Christ. Some people have been here because of you. But they are still looking for God to take permission from them. After we did take permission before he sent Jesus. And who will take permission from you to give your life to Christ? But some of us have to go to that. But if it's if it's for house, wife, car, money, God, don't ask me, don't give me. That's how we do not pray. <laughs> Jesus said. Every father knows you have need of this. I said what? Ask. Ask. You receive not because you ask not. Ask therefore that you join me. Why? So that you will be responsible. But all of Christians say, let me say what? Receiving benefits from God. We don't want to be responsible. What God will 
We want God to just give us like that. Yeah. But it doesn't work like that. Praise God. We have a part to play. Are we together? If we only believed and did not confess, salvation will not be appropriated in us. Are we together? Yes. Thus, work is the completion of the process of salvation. Work is the completion of the process of salvation. Let me look at let me say this way. Salvation begins with and by grace. He is extended by faith and is completed and appropriated in man's life by work. So if you move work from the equation of salvation, a man is saved by God but will not be saved. <laughs> because when I'm saying by grace, are you saying it is God's part? Are you not saying? But for you to become really saved, you have a part to play. Are we together? No matter how little the work may be, you have some work to do. Work is our part to play in receiving God's grace salvation. Are we together? Without work on our part, salvation remains an uncollected gift of and from God. Are, are we getting it? Without work on our part, salvation remains what? An uncollected gift from God. An uncollected gift of God. That's the reason why many people are not still saved. Are you getting what I'm saying? This reason why some people are not still say what the work part on their part, they don't want to do it. You see people that say, I remember I was talking to somebody once and he said, You see, since I've got money again, I'm no longer in Germany. I said, I don't understand. I said, So what do you mean? Why do you say so? Before we got money again, we used to have the ladies around, we used to sleep with the ladies, have a lot of ladies to sleep with. He said, But now that you're born again, you cannot be committing that fornication again. I'm like, I was, that was the first time in my life I heard that kind of thing. I was actually shocked to hear it. And I began to first, before I start taking things from spiritual, I will move from economical and rational point of view. Because some of it, they never trade sin for common sense. When it gives you sin, you remove your common sense. I told the person, when you may carry girls up and down, sleeping with them, first question, do they put money to your pocket or do they take money from your pocket? He said, they take money from your pocket. I said, yeah, they take money from your pocket. So I said, so you give them money. Say, yes, we give them money. I said, so you give them money. You pay for you to have sex. Say so, yes. So they, they collect money from the pocket. So they don't they don't put money from the pocket. So, so as a man, let me ask you a question. What is the first need of a man? It's not the need to put money in his pocket. Say so, yes. I say, so what's the problem? If this thing you are doing is rather taking money from your pocket than putting money in your pocket, is it not actually causing more problem? I didn't go to the Bible to explain to him. He, he had sense. He had sex. I was in, in, a, in, in when I was in the last mission field. I went to Manila. Me and my interpreter went to evangelize to a young man. I was interpreting. I learned to evangelize a guy who is from home country. So when they can speak English, they want to feel like they're superstars. So the guy was speaking English from his time, trying to speak like a British. Speaking English from his time. He said, I've been to Nigeria. In a, I, I went to Lagos. 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 I went to the, um, the, 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 the island. To the island. I went to the beach. You know, when I went there, I saw guys. I saw guys. Coming in their rides and open roof rides, you know, chilling out in the beach and everything. I'm looking at him. And I said, So you need that pastor? <laughs> I said, Yes. So as young as you are, I said, Yes. So you need that one in general. I said, I don't understand. So you need no one to babes, you don't go drinking, you don't go partying. I said, I said, What is the first desire of a man? Is it to make money or to lose money? Is it to make money? I said, okay, when you go out drinking, does it put money in your pocket or does it take money away from your pocket? He said, it takes money into my pocket. I said, beautiful. When 
you go out with babes. Do they take money to your pocket? Do they take money to your pocket? Do they take money to your pocket? I say that's good. Say when you go out party, does it put money to your pocket? Do they take money to your pocket? Say so much is you are busy work and you say they enjoy. I'm an accountant by test by, by PSC. All we take up is how to make profit. <laughs> Not to make us. I don't analyze things from the first spiritual when I affect this financial self. When I eat financial, then I go spiritual. So I say, my mother, are you making sense? He looked at me and he was confused. He kept quiet. How can I be doing my life? How will I not be losing? And I say I'm enjoying life. If I don't enjoy life, life. coupled up with the fact that somebody said, a policeman man of God said something, he said, Don't you know that when you leave holy, you are not secured? So if you leave holy, you are, you are not afraid. She at least number one, when you leave holy, you're not afraid of STIs and STDs. <laughs> you're only drinking from your own system. <laughs> you are not afraid of what is in your other system. And that's why problem, some of us say, drink from their own system. What is your problem? So that's how I explain to them. That's the reason people are not saying they don't want to take that, do that work for them to say, so even if I get born again, no more girls. My brother, what are the girls doing for you? No more drink, no more alcohol. What is that all doing for you? you put you at the risk of liver problem. Put you at the risk of diabetes. What's the problem? In these times that the, the devil has spread diseases into the atmosphere that we don't even know what the cause of cancer is now. Every day they tell us different causes. Yet people that are not prone to this, they tell you alcohol. People that don't take alcohol are getting cancer. They tell you, uh, 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 Smoking. People that don't smoke are getting cancer. They take you exercise. If you don't exercise, people that exercise are getting cancer. Hey, my brother, in these times where it's more dangerous, you must expose yourself more to the devil. It's not the time to do that. Are we together? So, because of these stupid things, people don't want to take this work. Today is too much work. I remember hearing this story particular person was preaching and I was preaching. He got the preaching. He did the altar call. And he's said he did the other call and then there was a lady that was there. He told the lady, he, he said, there's a lady here. You have to give your life to Christ. You have to give your life to Christ. This is Jesus calling on you. He, 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 went, he pointed the lady, he said, come out and give your life to Christ. And the lady said, okay. He said, what's the matter, my dear? I want to give your life to Christ. The lady said, no, I can't do it. He said, why? Said because if I did my boyfriend believe me. The pastor pleaded with her, she said no. And as the pastor was pleading, she was crying and she walked out of church. As she was walking up just crossing the road, a car came and ran over her. And that was the end of her life. It is for them, it is too much work. Are we together? Yes. It's too much work. But this too much work is actually work. Amen. Amen. That's the real work. Praise the Lord for the Lord. Alright, so we have a work part to play. Same way salvation is finally received by work on our part. It's also maintained by work on our part. Are we together? Yes. Yeah. The act of maintaining salvation is called working out your own salvation. Are you know what I'm saying? There is nothing that you have that you don't maintain. I don't know why Christians call this ideology that we are saved and we don't have to do anything to maintain our salvation. If you don't maintain it, what happened? The book of Solomon says, I went to my garden and it was all wild. No, sorry, sorry, Isaiah. Now, Isaiah, I went to the Lord talking about Israel. He said, I planted a vineyard. 
And, and, and before you know, it came out as it came out with wild beliefs. When you plant a vineyard in Ghana and you don't maintain what happens, it becomes what? Wild. So you have to go and maintain it, you have to treat it. Are you getting what I'm saying? We have a work to do. Are you getting what I'm saying? No matter how secure or strong a gift is, if it is not maintained by the one who received it, it will lose its value in the custody of such a receiver. Is that not so? Yes. And if not carefully, it will be lost to bear and tear due to neglect and what? Negligence by the receiver. Yeah. No matter how strong the gift is, no matter how strong the gift is, no matter how valuable the it is, if not taken care of, it may lose its value due to wear and tear. And maybe the individual may displace itself, it may even be stolen. I hear what I'm saying. Yeah. Alright, similarly, with regards to our salvation, it is secure in God. That's what we must do. I said that from somewhere. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's secure in God. The salvation God gave to us is secure. Our spirit man is secure. Are you getting what I'm saying? But if we do not maintain it by working it out, we may over time lose touch of salvation. Are you getting what I'm saying? We may lose touch of this salvation. Yeah, we may lose touch. If you leave mathematics for a while, if you leave it for a while, you have to go and start what? Reading, study, and solving exercises and French. There's no relationship that is left and keeps going on. Is there any relationship like that? The other party is still of you, but you are not going that party again. I hear what I'm saying. By the time you cook back to the other party, you will discover that you will be trying to reason with the person. With you know, let you have of the person 10 years ago, and people evolve, people metamorphose. The person has metamorphosed, and then you'll be having clashes. It, I remember something that happened a while ago, some years, not a while ago, some years ago, some years ago. I think it was when I, yeah, over 10 years ago, there about. When my second school, there was this young child who was, let me say what, he was a comedian. All he does is he makes people he was not, he was never serious. 24 7. He just making us laugh. He just, he just, he just, when you look at him, you start laughing. He just making us laugh 24 7. He was just always making us laugh. Right, so that was what he was. He was in my house in secondary school. That was what he was going through secondary school. So when we finished secondary school, I think I was not yet in university or something, I can't remember. But once I met him on the streets in my city, I started trying to relate with him. As that old or serious person always makes you laugh. And I understand he was looking at me. I was trying to like relate with him on that. I was I greeted him, he greeted me back. But I was trying to relate with him in that tent. I was looking at him. Anyway, we parted ways. I learned a lesson that day. That one year sometimes is too much for somebody to retake his back. I believe after secondary school, was I told you say matter? What is the matter? Am I am I going to be serious for the rest of my life? Are you getting Also, um, when I graduated from university and I was working, I met one of those guys in my secondary school. He was a bad guy. These were guys that started smoking while they were in secondary school, uh, having three normal of rubbish, fat, bad, everything. I mean, it was everything. And I met him once. I met him. At the later point, I was already working. And I met him. As I met him, I was talking with him. 
Now I was trying to, when I was talking to him, I was coming by talking to him because I was still looking at him as that bad guy. But you know what? I discovered that the guy I was talking in another life entirely. <laughs> I couldn't believe my eyes. It was not like you see, our, she was in uh, Frederick VCC school day on strike now. My brother, I quickly don't come out soon. Before court guys could meet the look for me, when they begin to tell me something I go to mission and be that kind of matter. I run call as call, hide my head, I run deep from those kind of continent. I was shocked. I could see talking very responsibly. And I could not believe what was happening. But the same way, there are people that believe the way you make them tell you they are worse now. Yeah. But it makes us understand that relationships have to be maintained for them to keep growing. People will change. People will evolve. Are you what I'm saying? God does not change. But we, we are subject to change. So if we do not relate with God as we change, are you what I'm saying? When we change in a way, we will come without change to God and we cannot relate with Him. Are you getting what I'm saying? His word is the same forever. But situations and circumstances change in our life, and sometimes we change. So if we don't have a consistent relationship, that's why some people say, forget this thing, this scripture is wrong, this thing does not work. The reason why you say they don't work is because you have changed over the years and you have not stayed with a God that cannot change. So it's not looking like he's changing. He's not the one changing. <laughs> you are the one changing. And I'll say sometimes I'm changing. But you are not staying with the one that remains the same yesterday to them forever. Alright. Alright, so we 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 may over time we stop with the salvation due to neglect or negligence. I even mean, I'm saying. Now continuous loss of touch without care and caution can lead to what? Absolute loss by walking out of salvation. I even I'm saying. Now look at this. The prodigal story of the prodigal son gives us a story of who God is. Remember something, the father never left the house. It was the son who left the house. Bible says, draw nigh to God and we draw nigh to What does that mean? God is the same. He's the constant. He's just there. We are the ones who go and come. I don't say. The salvation that God gives us is constant. Is there. But we can choose to nurture this salvation or walk out of it by negligence or by negligence. Some of the sects we see today they were actually born again Christians. I cannot say their founders. But due to negligence and neglect, by maybe one reason or another, some of them situations changed and they were not holding firm to their salvation. They what? Walked out of their salvation. The salvation is secured, it is sure, but the challenge is you and I. Are we working it out? Are we nurturing it? Or are we neglecting it? Or are we giving negligence to it? Are we together? Yes. This is why James made us understand that faith without works is what? There. James 2, verse 20 and 26 says, But without the obeying man, that faith without works is there. For as the body without the spirit is there, so faith without works is there. We have a part to play in this business. Are you getting what I'm saying? Else we don't know where we walk out of salvation. I hear what I'm saying. When we're talking about, you know, from God's perspective, you cannot lose salvation because it is secure. 
But from our perspective, you can walk out of it. When you walk out of it, you have lost it. You've thrown it away. You have. We can throw it away. The people who have thrown away their salvation. And you get what I'm saying? Slippery and gradually. Are we together? This means that although we have been saved by grace through faith, we have to keep in touch with this day's salvation by work. Never for us not to want, neglect it. We must do this so we do not continuously lose touch of salvation and finally lose it due to continuous deliberate loss of touch. Are you getting what I'm saying? We have, we have a part to play so we don't walk out of it. Amen. Amen. Look at Look at Hebrews chapter 2, verse 3. The writer of Hebrews is a very powerful writer. Many perhaps many things to say about him. Some people are about the book of Hebrews. Some people have good things, some people have bad things. You know, we are all free. We all have our opinions. And nobody is fighting for your opinion. You see, the good thing is that when we go to heaven, Jesus will solve the matter. <laughs> Amen. Alright. He says, How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Which at first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. How shall we escape if we neglect us? So there's a, that's a, there's a possibility of us neglecting. Now, the thing, in this, if you go to the preceding verse, you're talking about it was talking to the sect here. I get what I'm saying. Not to the sinners. I get what I'm saying. Now, that is the possibility of neglecting so great salvation. And he talked about the precise salvation he's talking about. He's talking about the salvation which was what? Spoken of by the Lord. And was what? Confirmed by them that heard it. So it's not any other kind of salvation. It's not about the salvation that came by grace. There's a possibility of what? Neglecting it. Yeah. And how do we neglect it? Neglect something by neglect, not hearing about it. By negligence, not sending it, but I'm not sending it, not minding it. Are you getting it? And something you have neglected, it means you don't want any longer. Some of the times when people neglect it, the next day you look back to sell it up. I don't need it. When you start neglecting salvation, you are actually saying, I don't need it. What if it's as simple as it can be? Go play tea grammar. Yeah. Yeah. I like the way in easy English render this verse. It says, We, it says, so we must think even more about how God saved us. We must think even more, more. That is why we think people have to think more about it. The reason why some of the Christians can easily do some kind of things, you know, we can just, you know, commit some sins and not make it because we don't think more about salvation. We think more about our personal needs than we think more about salvation. And that's a challenge. Yeah. If only we have Christians who can think more about how God saved us. Why Jesus, how Jesus died. How we suffer for if we can have Christians, if we, if I can think more about it, if we can think more about this, these are part of the things that uh, we're told in Philip to think, think of these things. It says, He has done great things for us. If we forget those things, watch this, we cannot get away from God. <laughs> he will certainly punish us. The Lord Jesus Himself first told everyone that God, that God will save people. And then the people who heard Him told us, they showed us that this message was certainly true. We have to keep thinking about salvation. We have to. He says, if you don't, you 
tick of this salvation, how God saved us, and the good things He has done for us. Hmm. You cannot get away from God. Why do we have a lot of rubbish in church today? Why are people, why are people just leave Christians living their life anyhow? Because we don't even think of the good things God does for us. We only think of the bad things happening to us. No food, no money. Uh, I have responsibility. Uh, I have this. What? Have you thought of the air you breathe? You don't pay for it. Have you thought of the sanity of mind? You don't pay for it. But all we think of is what we don't have. And the moment we stay on thinking what we don't have, we will never think of how God saved us. And Bible says, if that is our lifestyle, you cannot get away from God. <laughs> you cannot get away from me. It will punish us. I did not say. We chastise us for that. Why do we chastise us? What point the actually to mean to chastise? We correct us lovingly. Why? Because he wants us to go back and start thinking of high saviors. Because if we don't stop thinking, if we stop thinking of high saviors, we'll start losing touch of this salvation. Are we together? To lose touch of our salvation means to break our fellowship with God, which is what follows our relationship with him. Are we together? To lose touch means to walk out of sorry, to lose touch of our salvation means to break our fellowship with God. And our fellowship with God is what fuels our what? Salvation experience. I hear what I'm saying. That's why right right out people says we should keep thinking of how God saves us. I hear what I'm saying. When we, when we think continuously, what are we doing? We are maintaining fellowship. In relationship, they tell you, try to think of the good thing the other party is doing. Don't think of the bad things. He, he told me to be free yesterday. He told, that's how the devil destroys relationship. He will so make you think of the bad things and it will be as if this person has never done any good thing. Uh, it's a devil strategy. When we keep thinking of our salvation, we are what? Keeping fellowship. When we don't do that, we are what? Breaking fellowship. And by breaking fellowship, we are losing touch of our salvation. All together. Now, to lose salvation means we walk out of or destroy our relationship with God. Now, God still has a relationship with us. The father never walked out of the house. It was the prodigal son who walked out of the house. Are you getting what I'm saying? God still loves us. But we can choose to walk out of this relationship. Or we can choose to break the relationship. It's a choice, but it's still everything for us. If we choose today to walk out, and tomorrow we say we are coming back, Bible says he will no wise cast us away. His answer ever open. So that means from our part, we can walk out of salvation. From our part, we can break our relationship with God. From our part, we can lose our salvation. But from God's part, his salvation is secured. From his part, we can lose it too. He has secured it for us. But from our part, we can lose The same way, the reason why people go to hell is not because they are sinners. The reason why people go to hell is because they rejected God's gift of salvation, which is Jesus. I get what I'm saying. Praise God for your Yeah. And this is very important. So God can never and will never destroy his relationship with his children. Neither can he walk out of this relationship. But we can choose to do this when we neglect so great a salvation. Are we together? And how do we neglect so great a salvation? When we intentionally choose 
not to work out his salvation. Are you getting it? So we see we have a part to play. Let's not do this Christianity that makes you irresponsible. This is that makes you feel that there is nothing you have to do. Jesus has done everything, so nothing else. My brother, that is not doctrine. That is not scriptural. It may be doctrinally right for some people, but it's not scriptural right. Every relationship works when two parties get involved. Yes. When the husband loves, the wife will naturally submit. As the, hus- as the wife naturally submits, the husband naturally loves. Are you not saying? That's the way the relationship is to work. God is always a constant. His salvation is always secure. He will always love. He will never stop loving us. He will always do his part. But we also have to do what? Our part. By walking out this. See, do you know, Christianity will be so beautiful if you start seeing it as, which it is, as a relationship between us and God. And as a relationship that is built by fellowship. That's what it is, actually. Are you getting what I'm saying? Christianity is a relationship. It's not a religion. The problem that Christians have had is that they have seen it as a religion. It's not a religion. It's a relationship between man and God. I get what I'm saying. If we see it in that way, every relationship that has succeeded asks the two parties. They have to work it. So I saw uh, a video on a husband and a wife. A 60 years marriage. 60 years. They actually attended, they 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 grew, they, they live in the same streets. They were childhood, they live in the same street as children. I think the same primary school. Uh, I think they say they parted ways when they attended college. But when they came out from college, I think he, he was 20 and she was 18 or whatever. When they came out from college, he asked on her first date. And after her first date, that was he said that was the first and the last man she ever dated. He proposed to her and he said they be in marriage for 60 years. And you see that they are looking, they are looking like they are. <laughs> they, are 60, they are 20 years love beds. Are you know what I'm saying? And there are three principles of marriage. You would have to work the relationship. We have to work our relationship with God. We have to teach it. God is a constant, He's ever loving. But we have a part to play. And how do we work out our salvation? Number one, study the word of God. Second Timothy 2.15. Number two, rejoice evermore. First Thessalonians 5 verse 17. Number three, pray without ceasing. First Thessalonians 5 verse 17. Uh, Verse 17. Then rejoice about what is first and five and sixteen. Pray with us in first and five and seventeen. Number four, fellowship with the Lord and with the brethren. Proverbs 27 verse 17 says, I am shall I am so the countenance of the man shall make that of his brethren. Amen to Jesus. Number number five, walk in love. Are we together? Ephesians 5 verse 2. Number six, serve the Lord. That's the anchor scripture for this year. Colossians 3 verse 24. We have received the heritage because we serve the Lord Christ. Amen to Jesus. Number seven, renew your mind with the word of God. Romans 12 verse 1, continuously renew your mind. How do you know what God is working if you are not looking at the word? Your mind, continuously with the word of God. Praise God for And then uh, uh, the, we have uh, the next number nine, reach out to the lost. Reach out and save the lost. Everybody can preach. You don't need to preach an exhaustive sermon. Everybody can preach. And then number 10, Get involved in times of fasting and seeking the face of the Lord. As we do this, we are working this relationship. We are working out our salvation. And then we discover that everything that God has done for us will be fully manifested in our lives. Let's rise up on our feet this morning. Hallelujah. And put your voices 
and bless the name of the Lord. Somebody has been blessed. I believe somebody. I believe somebody. Change. Let's bless the name of the Lord. Appreciate it. Magnify it. Glorify it. It's not yet for you. It will be for you when you come into the family. You are there. You want to make Jesus another better Savior. I want you to say this prayer after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, today I come to you. I know that I'm a sinner. I know that you died for me on Calvary Street. You shed your blood to take away my sins. Jesus, today I surrender my life to you. I make you my Lord and personal Savior. Because you chose me, I choose to set up for the days of my life. Of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And I pray for everyone who has made this prayer. Thank you for receiving every blood. Thank you for granting them the grace to serve and follow your days of their life. Yes, Thank you, Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Yeah, one pray, one prayer. I want to pray. I want to pray for as many who are sick in their body. You need the Lord to heal you. You need the miracle. You need the, 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 the breakthrough. I want to pray for you. Put your hand, your left hand in that part of your body where you're hurting, and lift up your right hand. In the name of Jesus, I cause sicknesses and diseases. Amen. I cause infirmities. Amen. I cast out the spirit of infirmities. Amen. I cause blindness. Amen. I cause lungs. I cause swellings. Amen. I cause every blockage. Amen. I cause mental uh, illness. Amen. I cause disruptions. Amen. I cause the spirit of retrogression. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. I decree the healing power of Jesus. Flows through the airways. Flows through the language. Flows through and heals everyone seeking their body. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I command every demon occupying everybody to be cast out of the bodies in the name of Jesus. Amen. I decree vibration. In the name of Jesus, Amen. I decree in the name of Jesus, turn around testimonies, Amen. miracle signs and wonders. Amen. Everything you have been believing the Lord for that will be suspended for long. I command in the name of Jesus, to manifest now in Jesus' name. Amen. That which is yours that the devil has held for long. I command it becomes fire in his hands and it's released to you now in the name of Jesus. So it is in the name of Jesus. We are here one prayer. Lord Jesus, I receive grace of you to work out my salvation with fear and trembling. Open your mouth and pray. Jesus is the sweetest name I know. We believe that you were blessed by this teaching. To listen to more teachings by Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna, please visit Grace Life Kami Podcast today. Send us an email via ministry at gmail.com. For more information about the ministry, kindly visit our website, ministry.org. Grace to you. Jesus is Lord.